0: to you through Rev. Dr. Lim kai Christ is reasoned. He is reasoned indeed. Today is the most glorious day in our Christian calendar. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The hymn by Charles Wesley, Christ the Lord is reasoned today. Remind us of this fact. Jesus' agony is over. Hallelujah. Darkness veils the earth no more. Hallelujah. Lives again our glorious King. Hallelujah. Where, O death, is now thy sting? Hallelujah. Once he died, our souls to save. Hallelujah. Where thy victory, O grave, Hallelujah. Easter is truly glorious. Good Friday ends in the mood of darkness and despair. But Easter is glorious. It gives us new hope. It gives us new meaning to our existence. It speaks of the victory of Christ over sin and death. But if we were to go back to the first Easter, things seem less glorious. The disciples were filled with shock. They were in a state of fear and confusion. In John chapter 20, we read about what happened on the first Easter morning. Mary Magdalene had the shock of her life when she went to the tomb only to discover that the stone had been removed from the entrance. She quickly ran and looked for Peter. And so Peter and then another disciple followed her and ran to the tomb. They arrived at the tomb and they discovered the body of Jesus was no longer there. And then they went back to where they were staying. Mary Magdalene was alone at the tomb. She wept. And suddenly, Jesus appeared to her, and yet she could not recognize Jesus. She thought that Jesus was the gardener, and he asked him where the body of Jesus was. It was only when Jesus called her by her name that she finally recognized Jesus asked her to go and tell the disciples that he had reasoned from the dead. He did. She did just that. What is strange is that there seemed to be no sense of rejoicing for the disciples. No one shouts, Christ is reason, and no one replied, He is reason indeed. All of them hid themselves in the place they were staying in Jerusalem. They too had their own MCO and social distancing. John chapter 20, verse 19, tells us that the disciples had the door locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders. They imposed on themselves some measure of self-quarantine. It was not until the first Easter evening when Jesus appeared to the disciples in the place where they were saying that they were overjoyed. And yet, one of the disciples was not present, Thomas. Thomas doubted that the Lord had risen. And so the following week, the disciples were still under MCO and they were still practicing social distancing and self Quarantined, Jesus appeared again to the disciples. And Thomas was there and he had his doubt removed. So if you look at John chapter 20, there was hardly any victorious celebration on the first Easter Sunday. Instead, there was fear. There was doubt. The disciples had been hiding for a week and they did nothing but to be in fear, to be in shock. They only practiced social distancing and had their own lockdown. When we turn to John chapter 21, we see that the MCO was removed. The disciples came out from hiding in Jerusalem and they travelled all the way up north to Galilee. They seems to be in a sense of loss, a sense of confusion. So Peter and six of the disciples decided that they should go back fishing. There are many speculative reasons as to why they went back fishing. Some suggest that they were disillusioned. Others suggest that they were at a loss as to what to do next. Some say they were disillusioned with their calling to follow Jesus. Still others suggest that they were confused by recent events Surrounding the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. I suspect that the disciples probably felt that fishing was what they know best. After all, going back to fishing was suggested by Peter, and Peter himself was a fisherman they make a choice, they make a decision to go back to their comfort zone. Whatever the reasons, the fishing trip turned out to be a fruitless effort. It was not until Jesus appeared and directed them to cast the net on the other side that they had a full net of fish. After they went back to the shore, Jesus invited them to have breakfast with him. And the menu that day was roti bakar and ikan bakar. After breakfast with Jesus, the Gospel of John gave us a moving account of the restoration and recommissioning of Peter. Here, Jesus asked Peter three times if he loved him. Jesus asked Peter the first time, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Jesus asked, do you love me more than this? What are this, what was what was Jesus pointing to? Now I believe Jesus was pointing to the fish, to the nets, and to the boats that are around Peter. In other words, Jesus asked Peter, "Peter, I know you may be confused, and you have come back fishing. I know." when you were confused or when you are fearful of the Jewish leaders, it is easy for you to run away and hide behind closed doors. I know it is so tempting to go back to your comfort zone. So naturally, you make the choice of going back fishing. This is what you know best. But Peter, as I've called you to follow me, Do you still love this? The boats, the nets, the fish and the sea. Do you still love me more than this? This is a very pointed question Jesus asked Peter. I believe for many of us, we are tempted many times to go back to that familiar place where we came from. And we are tempted to go back to where God has delivered us from. If God has delivered us from substance abuse, it is so easy for us to go back to where we used to be. For me, I have also at many times, in my 22 years of ministry, wanting to go back to my former career in the real estate. During moments of confusion and disappointment, I am like Peter, who wanted to go back fishing. And this happened not only once, but many times. As we reflect on our own journey of faith, are we tempted to make the choice to go back fishing, just like Peter? Perhaps we are tired of serving. Perhaps we have questions concerning our faith that are not answered. Perhaps we are frustrated with the present situation. Perhaps we are already cynical. In moments like this, it is so easy to go back fishing. It is so easy to go back to our comfort zone. When Peter heard Jesus ask him this question, He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I loved you. Peter knew in his heart that Jesus was far more important than the fish, the boats and the nets. Deep within him, he loved the Lord dearly and deeply. After answering Jesus, Jesus said to Peter, Feed my lamb. Here Jesus affirmed the calling of Peter. Just as Peter were first called to follow Jesus here, Jesus reminded Peter of that calling, to imitate his master and to be a good shepherd. It was at the Sea of Galilee that Jesus first called Peter to come and follow him. And Peter is reminded that the good shepherd that feeds his lamb, is not one that would easily run away when danger strikes. A good shepherd is not one that would hide behind closed doors as we have seen earlier on in John chapter 20. A good shepherd is one that takes care of his sheep all the time. I don't know how long would have passed since Jesus asked at first And now, Jesus asked Peter the second time, Simon son of John, do you love me? And Peter replied, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Again, Jesus asked the same question, and Peter answered in the affirmative. And Jesus again impressed upon Peter, His calling to take care of the flock that is under his care. Then again, for the third time, Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And now Peter must have felt hurtful because Jesus said to him and asked him the third time, Do you love me? Peter had already responded twice that he loved Jesus and loved Jesus more than these, more than the nets, more than the boats, more than the fish. Peter must have felt really bad by now. He could only reply his master, Lord, you know everything. You know that I loved you. Now we see a Peter that is a totally different person from a Peter a few weeks earlier. The boastful Peter who said, Lord, even if everyone deserts you, I will not. This Peter is now humbled before the Lord. He did not defend himself. Yes, he was hurtful, but he recognized. His weakness. He told the Lord, "Lord, you know it all. You know my heart. You know my desire. You know that I love you. Yes, I have fallen, but Lord, I still love you. Yes, I've betrayed you. I've ran away from you, but Lord, I still love you." Then Jesus said to Peter. Feed my sheep, and at the same time, Jesus also predicted the kind of death Peter would encounter. After this, he said to Peter, "Follow me." Jesus once again reaffirmed Peter gently about his calling. Jesus reminded Peter that he would be a faithful servant to the end, but what is probably the most important statement that Jesus made to Peter is at the end of John chapter 21, verse 19. Follow me. In fact, this is the third time Jesus called Peter to follow him. These are the very same words used by Jesus in his initial calling of Peter and the other fishermen to leave their nets and follow him. Jesus first called the disciples, "Follow me, and I will make you fishes of men." And these disciples, including Peter, did so immediately. That was the first time Jesus called them, "Follow me." However, after following Jesus for some time, they committed a serious series of failures to understand the mission and the ministry of Jesus. At Caesarea Philippi, Jesus predicted his first passion prediction and told the disciples that he would be betrayed and be crucified, but he would rise again. After this, Peter pulled Jesus aside and told him that this should never happen to him. It is after this incident that Jesus told the disciples that whoever wanted to become his followers, they must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow him. Now, this is the second time that Jesus issued that call to Peter, take up your cross and follow me. Then later on, Peter, in his moment of weakness, denied his Lord three times, while Jesus was being interrogated during his trials. He remembered that the Lord had told him before the roaster crow he would deny his master three times. And after the resurrection of the Lord, Peter And the disciples made a choice of going back fishing. And it was here that Jesus restored Peter by issuing the call once again to Peter after asking him three times whether he loved him. Jesus said, follow me. Now this is the third time that Jesus called Peter to follow him. So we see the first time Jesus called Peter to follow him was by the Sea of Galilee. The second time was in the region of Caesarea Philippi to the north of the Sea of Galilee. And the third time, it was by the Sea of Galilee again. I strongly believe that as much as Peter was hurtful that Jesus asked him three times if he loved him, Peter took this third call to follow Jesus seriously. He never went back fishing ever again instead he became a strong pillar in the growth of the early church years later peter wrote a letter to a group of persecuted christians located in a region that is now known as modern turkey today he said in 1 peter chapter 5 verse 1 to 4 1 peter chapter 5 verse 1 to 4 to the elders among you I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonours gained, but eager to serve not lauding it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherds appear, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In exalting the believers of persecuted church scattered in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, Peter reminds them that the words of Jesus to him, follow me, feed my land, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. The story of the restoration of Peter is an inspiration and encouragement to us today. It reminds us that no matter what happens, the Lord is always there for us with an open arm, willing to restore us. For some of us, we may have gone back fishing. We may have loved the nets, the boats, and the fish. But deep within us, I strongly believe that all of us love the Lord. I'm not sure if any of us has ever written our testimony of how we come to know the Lord. In the church where I used to serve as a pastor, we had the practice that for every water baptism candidate, they are required to write their testimony. As part of the baptism class, we gave in these candidates some pointers as to how uh, they could share their testimony and what makes them decide to follow Jesus. I always remind these baptism candidates that they are to keep this testimony. Please do not delete this file because when life is tough, and when we are tempted to go back fishing, I will always encourage them to read their testimony as to why they make that choice, they make that decision to follow Jesus. On August 31st, 1988, I left Malaysia and entered seminary in the United States. I still remember that I was required to write my testimony of how I come to faith and how I felt the Lord calling me to serve Him when I applied to enter seminary. Until today, I still keep this testimony. It served as a reminder that on August thirty-first, 1998, I left Malaysia in response to the call of God. I know that since I graduated from seminary, I have been like Peter. I went back fishing many times. I've loved the boats, the nets, and the fish. And yet God keeps on reminding me of his call in my life. So whenever I am in doubt, I would always read again and again the testimony that I wrote 22 years ago. It reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing now. For those of us who have shared our testimony before, and for those who remember the day we were baptized or the day we were confirmed, please keep your testimony with you at all times. When you are in doubt, read it. When you are discouraged, read it. When you become cynical, read it again and again to remind yourself why you make this choice to follow Jesus as we reflect on how Jesus restored Peter, perhaps we could also reflect on our own life as well. Have we been like Peter, where we may have been discouraged about what God has called us to do? Have we been confused? Have we been disillusioned? Is serving the Lord too tough for us? Have we been tempted to quit following after Jesus? I know at times, it may be easier, it seems easier for us to go back to the nets, the boats, and to go back fishing. Like the disciples, in moments like this, it is time to accept the invitation of our risen Lord to have breakfast with Him. Do not miss the breakfast appointments with our risen Lord. Allow the reason Lord to speak to us tenderly on this Easter day. It is time to renew our strength in his presence. It is time to sit at his feet again to hear his voice asking us, Do you love me more than this? It's time to hear him reminding us with these words. Feed my lambs. Ten. My sheep and feed my sheep. It is time to hear the reason Lord calling us with this words. Follow me. Like the little skit we saw earlier on on Lazarus and the rich man. Towards the end of the skit, we are reminded that Jesus is reason and offers us life if we choose to accept it. The reason, Lord, is our Master and our King. Will we submit to Him today and follow Him as we hear Him calling us, Follow me. Brothers and sisters, may we be renewed on this Easter day in the presence of the Lord, wherever you may be. May we be reminded afresh why we follow Jesus. May we hear afresh His calling once again, Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. May we continue to serve and love the Lord. And may you always hold on dearly to the calling of Jesus. Follow me. May we make this choice to follow Jesus on this glorious Easter Sunday. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to thank Rev. Dr. Lim Ka-yong.